Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 380 for Tuesday, the 30th of December, 2014. The last show of the year. It's awesome. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to everyone. Tonight, we've got some exciting stuff. Uh, We're going to be seeing what celebrities tweet in our wildest dreams. Also, we're going to be teleporting Sasha and Colleen all the way to Alberta using free software, the GNU Image Manipulation Program. We're going to learn how to cut a person out of a picture, even without a green screen, and place them onto a different scene. So that's coming up. Don't go anywhere. And off to Sasha in the freezing cold. Here's what's coming up in the Category5.tv newsroom. In entertainment news, Justin Lin is confirmed to be director of the next Star Trek film. Sony and Microsoft have restored their gaming services, which were taken down by a DDoS attack on Christmas Day. Gmail, the world's largest email service, has been almost entirely blocked in China. And Facebook plans to separate even more of its features into separate apps, just like it did with Facebook Messenger. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology (laughs) TV. Like your hair. (laughs) Yeah, it looks bad. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Robbie Ferguson. And my name is Eric Lalonde. Hope you're having a great week. I hope you had a nice Christmas with uh, those who are around you. Uh, and, uh, well, uh, I'm going to, right off the top of the show, i got to mm-hmm. be straight up, up front. Uh, today was a rough day for me. I had emergency dental visit. And oh. uh, so I am hopped up on the uh, painkillers. And, and so we don't know whether I'm going to break down into excruciating pain sometime tonight during the show or into a giddy laughter festival. One of those two is going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) It depends on the tooth or the coating. It all depends. I can see it giddy because we were pretty giddy before the show started. Considering last year, New Year's, when we started the show, everything didn't really work out the way we planned. What happened last year? Remember last year, our sign fell down. <laughs> the Happy um, New Year, our sound kind of came. Yeah, we didn't have a. The year was not spelt right. <laughs> Apparently, it Happy New Year, our. Nobody, nobody picked up on that until the day of the show. While we're live on the air, I turned around, and went, "Wait oh, a minute." That does not say we Happy hung New that Year. Sign. <laughs> So check that out from a year ago. So we're ago. hoping hey, that... Funny. Yeah, you were on during yeah. the last New Year's uh, episode. And I sure. end it this season. Start it and end it. So I hope you're ready because we're going straight <laughs> through till midnight tomorrow. <laughs> no, not really. 
<laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up tonight anyways, and uh, sounds like Sasha's got some great stuff coming mm-hmm. in the newsroom. Uh, nice to have some uh, some people joining us in the studio audience mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I've got the ability to, to give shouts out to, uh, to you folks with the wonderful feature that, uh, that Which we introduced is awesome. last week. Yeah. So... Hello, Selfie. everybody over in our studio audience. We've got Colleen and this gentleman's name, I'm sorry. Devin. Devin, nice to see you. <laughs> and uh, also we've got Adam working the camera tonight. Nice to see you this week. <laughs> and nice to see you uh, at home. Thanks for joining us tonight. Awesome. So I hope you're ready. And you can guys can actually join us in the newsroom through our website on our homepage. Uh, you just have to click the link. You can get free tickets to just go. join us, watch the show live, and be a part of our audience. Yeah, it's cool, and we're we're new to this space, this mm-hmm. Studio D. Uh, so people are starting to learn about uh, about this now. Of course, Colleen joining us all the way from Edmonton, Alberta, uh, tonight. So that's very cool. Uh, but as people find out about it, of course, like uh, Erica saying, click on Request Tickets right on our website, Category Five TV, and you'll be able to join us here in studio. The coffee is great. I've already complimented good. it. We got chocolate. We got anything. Anything and everything. We take care of our audience members, folks. <laughs> Am I right? Yes. Am I right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see the chat room as well. If yes, you've got nice questions. to see everybody. If you got a question, just chat me up. I'll highlight it and we'll get it on the show. And we also want to thank to everyone who's been supporting Category 5 through our affiliate links. You know, we have had someone that had a great idea who are Mm. buying gift cards from our Amazon uh, page. um, And you can actually get it right through the website to connect with it. So you just buy a gift card at its regular cost. What a neat idea. And a percentage actually uh, goes towards our show. And, you know, it's something that I think is awesome because, you know what, if you want to get groceries, you could budget yourself, get a $100 gift card for yourself. A $1,000 gift card. $1,000. Think about it. You're buying <laughs> groceries, you buy gas, you get your necessities, and then on that gift card, at whoever you go, but you're actually supporting our show with your regular purchase. Isn't that neat, eh? So That's you, awesome. You go to our website, category5.tv, click on support us, and affiliate links. There's eBay. There's mm-hmm. Amazon. There's uh, B&H Photo Video, a few others as well, uh, Tube Tape. What The neat thing, like you're saying about mm-hmm. Amazon, somebody just had this brilliant idea, oh, I can get gift cards. And it never even hit me that, yeah, that's a really neat way mm-hmm. to support the show because you're going to spend them anyway. So whatever it is, whether you're mm-hmm. going, you know, taking uh, your, your spouse to the movies. And you support our show. That's so cool. <laughs> so whoever it was that did that, thank you very much. That's awesome. Great idea. Uh, also, all of those who had uh, supported us by buying their Christmas gifts through our affiliate links and, mm-hmm. and uh, all those kinds of things as well. It's a creative way. You're, you're going to spend the money on Amazon anyways, so well. that small portion goes toward Category 5 TV, and we appreciate that very, very much. And it's funny, Jot, saying that we should probably get a billion or million dollar gift card. I think that's probably a good idea. That's a good idea. I mean, you've got to spend money on groceries. Might as well the rest of your life. If you, if you really budget it out think the about rest that. of your life, let's, you get, a, let's get a gift have card. You never to pay for groceries again. And... We get a new studio. <laughs> What's six percent of a billion? Hmm. <laughs> uh, now we're thinking. Now we're thinking. But if a billion people all got a one dollar gift card, 
That's wow. something different. That's something entirely different. <laughs> hey, don't forget to check out our mobile site. If you haven't already, uh, grab your mobile device, scan that code, and uh, you can also go to m.cat5.tv. That's how you can catch the show live or on demand uh, through your mobile or tablet. Uh, it'll work across all platforms. So check that out, m.cat5.tv. And also, Category5.tv uh, is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Um, at cat5.tv slash tpn and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters at cat5.tv slash AI, A, sorry, AIIB. And just, but just match the keypad <laughs> with your palms. And you'll get, you'll get it. There. You'll, you'll get, get it. And if not, I'll try to do it with my fingers. AIB. AIB. It's very backwards. Yeah, there you go. Oh, so that's okay. Right. We got we'll it. <laughs> all right, shall we get into it? We've got a lot to cover tonight. Mm-hmm. First of all, what would a celebrity say if you were able to control what they were saying? Any idea? So you control what they say. I'm just saying, what what would you do? What what, what would a what would a celebrity say? Ah, uh, this service is terrible. I don't know. <laughs> what do they do? Complain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, this tweet comes to us uh, from none other than uh, than Bill Gates. Of uh, course, who sent, uh, against posted themselves. this. Uh, of course, it's gotten a, a fair number of, of uh, retweets. Lennox, yes. Uh, well, I mean, you know, or could be that perhaps uh, Blake Shelton thought, "Hey, I heard the latest MP3 from GWG. Maybe this guy should audition for The Voice because he would have this man." That's that's Blake Shelton. Who's right GWG? GWG, Gadget Wisdom Guru in our chat room. Oh. GWG. Wow. Nice. Patrick Stewart actually sent this one. I I was really pleased about this. I retweeted it and favorited it. <laughs> Just his, his mention that I'll be playing Jean-Luc Picard in the new musical that he is directing, uh, along with Gates McFadden, who uh, is a good friend of mine, obviously. You would know that if you follow her tweets, of course. I got to get tweeting. So how does this how does this happen? Okay. Well, you just got to get a hold of the celebrity and say, "Hey, you know, can you tweet this for me?" No, 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 no. You got to go over to let me tweet let me tweet that for you. dot com. Let me tweet that for you. dot com. Well, watch out for the ads that come up here, but that's all good. There we go. Okay, so give me a Twitter name. Audience members, Twitter name. Twitter follow uh, someone that you follow on Twitter. What about that Long John's one? The Ellen Show, I heard. Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. The Ellen Show. Let's try it. So here we're going to type in the Ellen Show and hit tab. It's grabbed Ellen DeGeneres and it's got the Ellen Show and it looks perfectly legit, right? Yeah, it's so, pretty legit. I don't know. I heard Colleen is visiting <laughs> my friends at. Cat Five TV tonight. <laughs> there you go. So Alan, of course, is a big fan of Category Five TV. You can see that. Oh, how many retweets have we got? Man, Probably you about totally stumped me. Eighty-five. I believed it. I think about uh, <laughs> fifty-seven favorites, definitely. And now that we've done that, let me tweet that for you. There you go. Here's our tweet. Colleen, how do you like that? Is that is that? I thought this was real. You thought this was legit. <laughs> you thought that this was totally and 
Absolutely. I actually oh, did. There it is. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. I'll show you how I did that. Sorry, I didn't realize that I had the wrong camera shot. Camera yeah. guy, you let me know if I ever do that. Uh, <laughs> just type in the Ellen, so you know their uh, their Twitter handle, right? The Ellen ah, Show. It grabs her. Enter in the text that you want this person to say. Enter in how many retweets and favorites. And then just hit, let me tweet that for you. That's how it goes. And then we've got a, a little mm. bit of celebrity uh, going on in the, in the studio here. All right. <laughs> so that is let me tweet that for you.com. Why would you use that? Of course. Uh, Yo, you can impress people. Impress people. <laughs> as a now, just to be perfectly clear, you're not actually tweeting as these celebrities. You're not actually you know, getting into their timeline or anything like that. All it does is it creates a graphic that looks like a screenshot of that tweet. So it gives you something that uh, fake news sources sometimes use this as a, a funny way to try to make a story look legitimate. Um, you can use this to post something, say, on your on your Facebook wall um, mm-hmm. to make it look like somebody had tweeted to you. And you can say, hey, look at this. Check this out. Uh, but a fun thing, too, is you can post it into Twitter, and Twitter will display it as an image. And so it actually comes up in the timeline and may fool a couple people who follow you into thinking that, hey, Blake Shelton actually... This would be great for April Fools. Great for that. So great. We're thinking ahead. Jot it down. Yep. This thinking is awesome. ahead. Let me tweet that for you. Dot com. We'll post <laughs> links in the show notes for episode number three eighty as well. This is a lot of fun. Okay, our main <laughs> feature tonight. Uh, before we get into uh, the news and viewer questions, um, we're going to be taking a look at how to use the GNU Image Manipulation Program, which is a free alternative to, say, Adobe Photoshop, for example. Right. Uh, you've used the GIMP, have you? Not yet. Just kind of looking at it. And I thought it was so cool, and I want to start using it just because Adobe is a lot of money. And then you yeah, got to keep true. up with it every few years. And the upgrades come, and you've got to upgrade in order to get come. the latest features. And, yeah. and then learn it all where GIMP, I find, like when we were doing just even doing, um, instead of using Lightroom, when we were doing that on the show, like using a different program that I actually find easier to use. Oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool, and I like Gimp, and I've kind of been procrastinating, but I will <laughs> turn over my laptop, the new one, yeah, and I will get it onto Linux, and I will be using Gimp and everything because it's cool. awesome. For the record, Gimp does work on Windows, Linux, and Mac. Oh. Um, of course, a lot of Linux distributions, because Linux is a free, dist- uh, free operating system, uh, it's going to include a lot of great free software. So one of the tools that often comes with it is Gimp. That, of course, is short for uh, the GNU Image mm-hmm. Manipulation Program. So head on over to GIMP.org if you want to get a download of that. It's the free tool that allows you to do image manipulation, which is basically photo editing, uh, things like that. Being able to do that um, for free with a great tool called GIMP. So, okay. So tonight we're going to actually learn. Um, the question came in um, as um, several weeks ago. I had demonstrated how to... Um, do some photo manipulation where we had um, moved something out of the foreground and moved it into, you know, move things around as far as how layers work. And, right. Uh, so, you know, we tend to do a few different demonstrations. But the question arose, uh, well, uh, what if we don't have a green screen? How can I take something out of the background if I don't have a green screen? Without and I taking want out still, the chroma key. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I still want to be able to edit this thing out, be it a person or an object, 
and move it somewhere else. But how do I do that when I don't have a green screen? Because that can be, you know, uh, is that even possible? Right. Uh, it, it was the snowmobile shot that I did recently right. where I took the snowmobile and posted it into the photo of my buddy Scott. That's the one I was thinking of. But, okay, now how could I take Scott out of that image and move him into a different space altogether? So that's what we're going to do tonight. Um, so first things first, I've found a nice picture of uh, Lake Agnes in Banff um, that we're going to use. This is a free photo to use, and I'm going to post the links for you. This is on uh, wikimedia.org. Uh, lovely photo. And this, I understand, is fairly close to where Colleen um, lives, about three hours it's away. About, yeah, about a three-hour drive near Lake Louise, Lake yeah. Agnes. Cool. No so, time favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great shot, though, and, and what better shot to take somebody from mm-hmm. the Category 5 studio here in Barrie, Ontario, and teleport them virtually to uh, a different scene um, closer to home. So so let's take a look. So what I've done is I've actually taken a, uh, a picture of uh, Sasha and Colleen here in the studio so that we could, uh, we could work with this. Got a couple to work with here. So here's what we've got to work with. So <laughs> there's one. Okay, so what I'm looking at here and what I explained just before the show is we've got this log. And hey, you know what? Let's actually make it look like you're standing on the log. So... Position yourself like that. Legs are a bit too far apart because then we're going to have to shrink you down too much and it won't look proportionate. So the, there they are a little bit closer together. That looks like it's going to work fairly well, eh? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to open that image in the GNU Image Manipulation Program and we'll get started. Okay, you've seen me use the lasso tool here, but tonight what I want to show you is a couple of different things. Now there's the select by color tool, which is kind of neat because I could click on the blue and it's going to do a fairly decent job of selecting out that blue, but you see what happens to Colleen's jeans here especially is that they become selected too. So that's not really a good solution because there's a lot of blue in the shot that is not necessarily part of that wall. So that's not going to work for us. However, we could possibly use uh, the magic wand tool to get rid of some of the surrounding areas by clicking. And what magic wand does is it grabs areas quickly and easily so that I can um, remove those areas without having to go around and, and do a really, really fine nitpicky job of doing a marquee. So it's not perfect because I can't, for example, click on that chair because if I did, we're going to lose probably Sasha's shirt um, just from the photo, it would just turn into a marquee, right? So that wouldn't work very well. But what I can do is click around on stuff that is not, that has a very high contrast, like the white floor, for example. And that's just giving us a bit of a, a quick run to be able to pull some of the stuff out of the background. So I'm holding in the shift key and clicking around the photo on the contrasty areas so that I can do this. And that's giving me this crazy marquee in the background. So now I can go right-click, select Invert. And what I might do is copy that and then paste it. So that I now have a new layer. I'm going to go Layer to New Layer and then turn off the layer behind. And you see that I've actually lost a lot of that background. And that is simply using the, uh, the Magic Wand mar- uh, Marquee tool. Now, Magic Wand is not the end-all, be-all tool to be able to mm. pull backgrounds from photos. It's really not good for that at all. In this scenario, because we've got a very contrasty floor and we've got a blue wall that is not coming into physical contact with blue jeans, because if they were touching, it would see that as one object and it would cut that out as well. Okay. So it just kind of works with this particular photo. And so you can use it to just kind of expedite the process 
So while it may not be the right tool for removing backgrounds, in this particular case, it does a fair job of just kind of getting us a head start. But now I'm not going to bother with using the, the you see where it's where it actually doesn't do a good job see all that kind of um, junk that is left behind those are just various variations in the blue that uh, that it has left behind but it gives me a quick start so that I don't have to be too meticulous when I'm working so now I can get rid of things like the clock and the chairs by just simply doing a really sloppy trace around this image get rid of part of that chair there See the logo in the background here because this was taken right in our studio. And once I've gotten that marquee, I can invert the marquee and hit Control-X to delete all the stuff that's outside of the marquee that I just created. So here we go. Deselect, and let's get in here, and we'll do some tracing around. Okay, so with this tool up here. This is the free select tool or the lasso marquee I sometimes call it, uh, which I believe is what it's called in face, uh, in uh, Photoshop. Um, this allows me to actually hold and trace so I can hold and trace around if I was accurate enough. But what is really lovely about this tool, see because I might do a really miserable job of it, is that I can instead of doing it that way, I can actually click a single point and then I've got this straight marquee and now I can click on a second point and another point and another point and another point and I can work my way around this photo. See how I'm doing that Erica? That is cool. So now when I create this marquee I'm so close to the subject I don't really need to be that accurate but I may want to be depending on what it is that I'm doing. Now you see where Sasha's shirt comes in? Now it's nice because it's it's very accurate there. Very straight. I well uh, there aren't a lot of anomalies here because <laughs> the black is very contrasty to mm -hmm. the to the background that we're dealing with. So the one thing that we do have is the chair there and it becomes a little bit harder to differentiate the black shirt from the black chair. So you just have to kind of do your best to you know figure where the chair ends and where Sasha's shirt is. There you go. Get the wrinkles of the jeans there. You realize that you're wearing high-heeled boots on a log. <laughs> that Safety takes talent. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, Oopsie. Okay, that's kind of crazy, but uh, that's, that's what she's doing here. So, all right, let's just work our way around. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and you can find us online at www.category5.tv. Thanks for joining us tonight. Tonight what we're doing is we're using the GNU Image Manipulation Program, which is a free tool, and we're using it to, um, to be able to take a, well, in this mm -hmm. case we're using two people, and we're cutting them out of a picture, even though we have no green screen, no chroma key backdrop to work with. Chroma key makes it so that we can do things like what you see over here with Sasha. Because with Sasha on that chroma key background, what's really neat about that, what you may or may not realize in, you know, at home, is that she's actually literally just sitting in front of a green screen. Now, using software, we're able to instantly edit that out, and there's no work involved. There's nothing that we need to actually do in order to cut her out of that image. Now, when it comes to photographs, it's a little more difficult because we don't have that solid green background to work with. We have to actually do a little bit of tracing and, and work our way around. And that's what we're demonstrating tonight. So we're going to take these two ladies and move them into a, a new set. Take them from the Category 5 
TV studio and move them over to a beautiful scene in Banff, which I suppose then will print poster size, and it's going to be amazing. So It'll be the new logo for Visit Alberta. There you go. <laughs> Alberta tourism. <laughs> we wear high heels on lawns. That's right. I'd like to point out how much shorter I am than Colleen, even with my high heels on. <laughs> all right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. To be fair, you're kind of crouching a little bit, so it's all good. <laughs> Um, this is Category 5. Uh, don't forget to visit our website, category5.tv. Uh, we're just going to take a short break uh, from our feature, uh, and uh, we've got uh, the Category 5 TV newsroom coming up. And just before we jump right into the news, Sasha, we're, we're talking a little bit about Category 5 TV, the newsroom. So that's newsroom.category5.tv. That's um, Sasha's kind of breakout show. Uh, where she's actually, you can watch um, news on a weekly basis. It's tech news, uh, tech-centric news, uh, what you see here on Category 5 TV. And then uh, it's available for you on demand through RSS feeds, through YouTube. I believe you're approaching a quarter of a million views in the few weeks that you've been doing this. So, Holy Hannah. There you go. That is crazy. <laughs> and to boot, now Sasha is taking on another show. And uh, we mentioned it a little bit last week, but for those who weren't with us, you want to just tell us a little bit about your oh, upcoming show? Oh, you put me on the spot. Oh, I know, right? Oh. <laughs> my new show is called Try It, Buy It, and it will be product reviews from really handy gadgets and toys and products that you may or may not have heard of, you might be thinking about getting, you don't know whether or not you want it. So I'll try it, and then I'll let you know, and then I'll tell you how to buy it. That's Very it. cool. Well, sounds great. You can catch all of the Category 5 shows as we grow in 2015. Hard to believe 2015. Okay. Yeah, New Year is in two days. Uh, and as we, uh, as we you know, go through January, February, we're going to be introducing a lot of new content here on Category mm -hmm. 5 TV. Um, so Category 5 TV Network is born. And you'll find if you're subscribed on Roku... Um, to our channel that's cat5.tv slash roku channel um, you'll be able to um up to, you'll, you've already got the newsroom so sasha's uh category 5.tv newsroom feature is on roku and uh try it buy it will also be there soon as well as a couple of other special featured shows that we're going to be including um so we'd love to receive your feedback hear from you as to what you think of the new content uh, you can email live at category5.tv. And, of course, if you've got suggestions or if you are a producer who is looking for a venue to, uh, to distribute your content, uh, we'd, be welcome to, uh, we'd welcome you to chat with us as well. So, again, live at category5.tv. Without further ado, here is category5.tv newsroom with Sasha Dermatis. It's Tuesday, December 30th, 2014, and here are the stories we're covering this week. In entertainment news, Justin Lin is confirmed to be the director of the next Star Trek film. Both Sony and Microsoft's gaming networks came under attack last week, and while services have been restored, the threat of repeat attack is very real. Google's Gmail, the world's most widely used email service, has almost been entirely blocked from China since Boxing Day. And hate Facebook Messenger? Too bad. You're not one of the users Facebook is listening to. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Introducing Belltone First, a revolutionary new hearing aid. So small you can hardly see it. So comfortable you can hardly feel it. For the first time ever, you can control hearing aids directly from your iPhone. Pick up the phone, listen to music, and use your hearing aids like wireless headphones. 
Hear everything that matters. Try Belltone first. For a free trial, call 1-800-BELLTONE now. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category 5.tv newsroom. Filmmaker Justin Lin is to direct the next installment of the Star Trek movie franchise. Lin, whose previous credits include four installments of the Fast and Furious series, replaces Roberto Orsi, who recently pulled out of the role. J.J. Abrams, who made the first two reboots of the sci-fi series, stepped down to make the new Star Wars film. A release for the third Star Trek prequel has not been set by Paramount. However, there has been specu- speculation that it will come out in 2016 to coincide with the 50th anniversary launch of the launch of the Star Trek television series. Casting details are also not confirmed, but actors who starred in the first two outings, including Chris Pine as Kirk and Zachary Quinto as Spock, are expected to return. Star Trek Into Darkness, released in 2013, co-starred Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan and made more than $467 million worldwide. The first prequel, looking at the younger lives of its famous characters, was released in 2009. Orsi, who was due to make his dictatorial debut on the project, is co-writing the script. Orsi, along with Abrams, will continue to be on board as producers. I wonder what that's going to do to change this installment of the, the series. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, it was awesome that they rebooted um, Star Trek. And, you know, I love that they kind of brought back the Kirk and Spock characters and everybody that was on the original series. But it kind of had too too much of a step away from Roddenberry's vision mm-hmm. and and really more toward the Hollywood with all the flair effects. And it just didn't have that Star Trek feel to it. Right. So I wonder if a change from J.J. Abrams to someone new, maybe a, a, who knows what's going to happen, but maybe, maybe we might see a, a departure from J.J.'s vision and more toward Roddenberry's. That's what I'm kind right. of hoping for, to be honest with you. What well, do you think? It is the same director who did do the Fast and the Furious <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a story that hit close to home for me. Microsoft and Sony have been working to restore internet platforms for their Xbox and PlayStation game consoles. Attacks disabled the online services on Christmas Day, making it difficult for users to log on. Or impossible. <laughs> the Xbox Live status page suggested on Saturday that Microsoft services had been restored. PlayStation said it was getting to grips with the issues and thanked users for their patience. A hacking group called the Lizard Squad claimed to have caused the problems. The name is the same u- the name is the same used by a group of hackers that targeted Sony in the past. Microsoft's Xbox Live has 48 million subscribers and Sony's PlayStation system has more than double that number at about 110 million users all whom for sure were trying to log on on Christmas Day. In a tweet posted on Saturday morning, Sony said of their PlayStation Network's update, PS4, PS3, and Vita Network's services are gradually coming back online. Thanks for your patience. A later statement said they were seeing reduced reports of network issues and would continue to monitor things. Sony, Sony executives must be asking themselves, when will it stop? 
The attacks on PlayStation networks, along with Microsoft's Xbox Live network, is nowhere near as serious and sophisticated as the Sony Pictures hack, but the impact on customers is more direct. And the fact that Sony took longer than Microsoft to get its network up and running is another blow to the reputation of the security operation. The distributed denial-of-service attack, which overwhelmed the servers at Sony and Microsoft, appears to have been on a very large scale and came at a time of year when the traffic would already have been very high. But customers are just as angry with Lizard Squad, who has since justified its actions with statements about exposing poor security. The group now appears to have set its sights on bringing down Tor, the secure network which enables anonymous online communication. This threat has incurred the wrath of the better-known hacker collective, Anonymous. So we should be prepared for some online conflict in the coming days. Hacker group versus hacker group. Mm-hmm. Now, Robbie, I'd like to say, on like in defense of PlayStation or Sony, yeah. obviously I have a PlayStation. Of course <laughs> it would take... Obviously. <laughs> of course it would take... If that though. wasn't obvious to everyone... <laughs> And now they know. What about our Xbox? Of course it would take them longer to get online with 110 million users. Because their Don't network be is angry. just so much bigger and better? Is that what Don't, you're saying? I mean, I guess one... Yeah, I don't... Yes. <laughs> nice, nice philosophy there. I think, um, you know, the, the sad thing is, is that the truth is everyone who opened their new Xbox or PlayStation... That's... that's was, you know, Christmas morning... What's the first thing you want to do? Play it. Plug it in. Let's give it a try, you know? And Oh, you can't. Uh, doesn't how? work. It doesn't work. And how many... Calls. Millions of people? <laughs> I bet you Xbox Office was just like, and PlayStation, like, ripping their hair out. I feel bad for the workers because, I, you know, I've been through hack attacks where it's, you know, I'm, I'm a lot smaller than uh, someone like Sony or something. But, uh, you, you, you know, everybody has to go to work. Sorry, folks. Time to thwart these hack attacks. And what kind of a name is Lizard Group? Anyway? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Seriously, they've come up with better hacker group names. Maybe it's like an acronym. Robbie, you know how you put the pictures behind me? Yes. Somewhere I don't know where they are. Maybe over there. They're kind of over there. Yeah. Yeah. I want really me. wanted you to put a picture of a lizard. <laughs> you want a lizard? I could. I would see love what a lizard. Do. Just like an evil, angry lizard attacking. Mad at Sony. Are we getting off topic here (laughs) at all? I mean, (laughs) Slightly off topic. Angry lizards. (laughs) I'm actually... Angry lizards. What what do I come up with? There we go. That's good. That's a pretty angry lizard. We should uh, do the next gimp, a lizard angry at Sony. An angry lizard gimp feature? Yeah. We are completely destroying your show here, Sasha, but this is worth it. (laughs) Not now. This is worth it. Maybe now. <laughs> the angry lizard group fighting with anonymous. Like, what will that be? The anonymous. battles, the battle lines. Have I been don't even drawn. want to think about it. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> we're really living in a world now where hackers control things, mm-hmm. and that is a, a slightly frightening place to be because you you don't really know what their Capable. where is their moral line. Where you know you hope that it's for the better good. You hope that, you know, the hacks that are taking place are for some cause. Mm-hmm. But realistically, is that always going to be the case? I don't think so. Sasha, what do you think? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's what those guys look like to me. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Day. Not only the people who got their game consoles 
like first off out of the box. Yeah. But also anybody who already had a console that opened a brand new game that maybe they'd been wanting. Oh, that's true too. Right? Mm-hmm. And you've got to connect to the network in order to use it. Exactly. Yeah. These poor, broken-hearted people just waiting for turkeys to be cooked. Think of the children, folks. <laughs> Think of the dads. <laughs> Think of the dads. Right. Okay. Next story. <laughs> All right. Greatfire.org, a China-based anti-censorship group, indicated that Gmail might have been thrown outside the Great Firewall of China. Google's transparency report shows a dramatic drop in Gmail traffic in China starting Friday. Google declined to comment on reasons behind the drop in traffic, but a Google spokesperson said, we've checked and there's nothing wrong on our end. Google has had issues operating in China for years, tracing back to its clash with the country after refusing to censor its internet search results in 2010. Its services have worked inconsistently after it moved its operations from mainland China to Hong Kong. In June, China blocked the use of Gmail through browsers ahead of the 25th anniversary of the Tiananmen Square massacre, in which the government violently cracked down on pro-democracy demonstrators. However, there was a loophole that allowed people to continue to access Gmail through Microsoft's Outlook or Apple's email client. That loophole has been apparently closed. So China's really cracking down security-wise and really closing things up for information. And it's scary and sad. I wonder how that affects, uh, you know, if you send email to somebody in mainland China who uses Gmail, like would they just lose access to their email? That's... That's yeah, the problem, right? Undelivered, but. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Business. Facebook. Facebook. What's up with Bookface? Bookface. <laughs> like it or not, Facebook wants to occupy several spots on your smartphone's home screen. Not. <laughs> do I get a vote? Do you, uh, yeah, you do get a vote. You do not like it. I do That's not right. like it. <laughs> you get a vote, you get my vote. You don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Annoyed that you had to download a separate app? Facebook Messenger to chat with your friends and family on the world's most popular social network? Sasha, are you asking me? Because the answer is yes. Yeah. I am annoyed. You are annoyed. Good. Annoyed, yes. Okay, good. Yeah, too bad. Thank you for asking Too me. bad. That's that. what Facebook says. Oh. Yeah. What? Too bad? What? Too bad. My really? You don't like it? Eh, guess what you'll not like even more? What? Facebook has no intention of reversing that contentious move. In fact, it plans to move more features from its main mobile app into separate apps 2015. Yay! More apps. Didn't we just say we hate it? (laughs) Seriously? No, no. Evidently, you say you love it. Listen to this. Jordan Banks, the managing director of Facebook Canada and the global head of Vertical Strategy says, We're getting away from that single app that does everything for you. We released nine different apps in 2014, and I think what you'll see is we'll release more in 2015 at the demand and behest of our users. He goes on to say that users, a.k.a. Robbie, obviously, (laughs) users want single apps that do one thing incredibly well. So, one of the reasons we took Messenger out of the (laughs) Facebook app and gave it its own standalone app is because that's what our users are telling us. No. No, okay, let's just uh, back up there, my friend. (laughs) We want one app to do what it does well. That's why we want the Facebook app to do Facebooky like things. We don't want an app for the F 
an app for the A, <laughs> an app for the C, and the Come E, now. the B, the O, O, K. That's Kay? right. How many times like, does it crash? <laughs> so and, I, and uh, you know, I've got all these apps so now running just the one. I'm going to have a whole yeah, page on my iPhone for Facebook. I, I found a loophole. Do so tell. Just don't use the app. Like I use on my smartphone, I use the actual Facebook like via the browser. So that way I can still message back and forth mm-hmm. on regular Facebook. Mm-hmm. Because the Messenger app annoyed me so much <laughs> that I refused to have the convenience. I mean, I understand that a Facebook app is convenient. But I was so frustrated that they would disable my messaging altogether and force me into the messenger app. So now what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Force you into like a news feed app and into a find friends app. And yeah, well, for the record, like I, I despised just- the pages app. The fact that they took um, Facebook pages and made that a separate app. So every time I click on the page to check your statuses that you've posted on the category five Facebook page, it would launch a new app. Now it's doing the same with chats and now it's going to do more and more and more and Oh, yes. Well, face. evidently, <laughs> Facebook says that users did not want to click two or three times before they got into Messenger. That's the reason for the Messenger app. Well, Banks insists he's only heard good feedback, forcing users to download a separate app for Facebook Messenger stirred a lot of chorus of complaints, a loud chorus of complaints. On the Apple App Store, there are more one-star reviews panning Facebook's move than rave ratings. Bank says, I hear everyone talking about how delighted they are that they get one-click access to a Messenger app that has over 500 million people using it. Because they were forced to! I never did. (laughs) I wish that Robbie now had his old man mask. Yeah. That way, respect your elders, I'll tell you who's in charge. Well, there you have it. it. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the Category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. Thank you, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV. You'll find us online, www.category5.tv. Facebook, love it or hate it. They killed it on the app. Here lies Facebook. May it rest in peace. (laughs) Rest in peace to the Facebook app. Uninstall immediately. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to pick up where we left off with our feature tonight. Uh, We are in the GNU Image Manipulation Program. And we're looking at how to get Sasha and Colleen out of this picture. We're just going to do a real quick job here. But you'll see what I'm able to do is actually trace around using this marquee tool up here. They call it the free select tool. Get in as, you know, you want to take your time a little bit more than I can do live on the air because I'm, you know, getting a little bit sloppy with it because of the time and not wanting to. So you got to get to your questions. Yeah, i got to get to our questions. So I'm going to trace around here and Erica, you can actually uh, push us toward viewer questions as well at the same time. I'm going to multitask. How do you like that? See if I, I don't do, do that. that so well. You don't do that so well? <laughs> but we I'm can the try. one who's tracing around. It's not so hard, You're though. tracing around. It's, you know, I can just do this in my sleep. <laughs> tracing out. Robbie, yeah. can I mention that Alpec received his Belton hearing aids? Sorry. Al- oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic That came news. in on Wonderful. the chat room. Oh, well, that's mm-hmm. great. Well, congratulations. I'm so pleased to hear that. And I hope that they, uh, they really um, help you out, man. Oh, that's really, really cool. 
We actually do have a question regarding social media. Okay. So, from Francine Weber. Hey, Francine. You're asking that if you have a Facebook page. Oh, we do. We do. (laughs) We kind of alluded to the fact that, yeah, I've got to use a stupid app for it. (laughs) Uh, But it is, uh, you know, easy, easy, breezy way to get there is cat5.tv slash Facebook. That's just a short link for you. So, C-A-T-5, the number five. Dot TV slash Facebook. And, there. Make sure yeah, you and also from there, like yeah, you could do all kinds of stuff on our Facebook page. You can share. Share photos behind the scenes if you're here in the studio with us. Mm-hmm. If you get your free ticket, come on down and then, you know, come post the show. Down. Post yourself at the show. You know, maybe you could use that uh, Twitter and say who's coming to the show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I, got, I got to say, as I trace around these, Colleen, I, I really like your boots. They're really nice. <laughs> Quite nice boots. <laughs> and we actually have a good question talking about phones. Right. Um, ooh. Oh, King Dynamite. So, hey, King Dynamite. Thanks for sending in your questions, folks. We get lots, and I really hope we can get to all of them. So I he wanted to know uh, your view, Robbie, on the Windows phone compared to the Apple and Android. So he says, I have a Windows phone. I haven't uh, had any problems with it. The one problem is that it doesn't have some of the apps I use on the Android tablet. And mm. do you think Microsoft has a future in mobile phones? I don't get um, to watch the show live due to working shifts. So I wanted to watch it on YouTube. Oh, that's nice. But at the same time, uh, yeah, he just wants to know your view on Microsoft well, now going into the mobile With uh, any market. device like that, I mean, smartphones are, are a perfect example mm-hmm. where it's really, it's a matter of, you know, you're asking for my opinion, and it really is that. It's a matter of opinion, right? So finding a device that works for you and does the things that you need it to do um, that's the key thing. So when you're searching for devices as you're planning to buy, you know, is it a Microsoft Windows mobile phone? Possibly. I know some people who that is what works for them. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I'm, I've got much more simplistic needs when it comes to smartphones because I am always within range of a Wi-Fi network. So I was able to get just a cheap Android um, phone. Uh, Samsung, like an older one, and I got, you know, because I'm able to do that, I can get it fairly cheap. And Mm -hmm. there are benefits to that. I mean, I only pay, uh, you know, $6.50 a month for my phone service because I use Wi-Fi. So that's great. You can find out about that on my blog, baldnerd.com. So if what you're looking for is cheap phone, that's the way I went. If what you're looking for is particular apps, then it's like you're saying, I wouldn't go with BlackBerry if you want, you know, a, a good assortment of apps you want to go with something like uh, android or possibly ios because quite frankly they've got the apps that's that's as simple as it is uh, windows phones yeah they certainly do have a, a a future because that's the way microsoft is going they're going toward the the surface tablets and mm. and the phones and you know that's that's what they're trying to push and that's what is is going to be the future of microsoft if things proceed the way that they are but, they had a good um, commercial start out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. They actually, like, totally ripped off Apple, but at the same time, they made it their own. So they kind of did the whole comparing Apple to Microsoft thing, but then they but made... With the the 
geeks in the no, sweaters? No, they didn't have the geeks in the sweaters, but they had the flashy lights, good digital ed- editing, and, you know, can, okay. can, Apple phone do this? And then it couldn't oh. do what the Microsoft could do, because basically their main goal was to make it better. Same thing with the Surface tablet. Oh, so they did I that with the that. phone, and they did that with the new tablet. And, you know, can you take the keyboard off? Oh, no, you can't, kind of thing. And I thought that was kind of interesting in their marketing uh, point yeah, to I start guess it, off. Yeah, you'd have to see it, and and if that's what you're looking for, is a removable <laughs> keyboard. Uh, and same thing so with much. the phone. So they're really going at Apple for this, which I think because re- really Apple did make a clear point in their commercials before who their competitor is. Right. And they really yeah. weren't going against Android. Like I thought within the commercials, just You've Apple. You've been studying and marketing, haven't you? I don't know, maybe for three years. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. Um, I, I use a uh, the Android phone, and then for anything above that, you know, I I've got the iPod Touch, which works well for email and stuff like that. I can't can't stand the way phones work with email, though. So it's it's really still a desktop thing for me. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. I just like the big screen. Yeah, I'm I'm a tactile kind of user, so I like to have a keyboard and I type fast. So uh, you know, to work on a touch screen and get carpal tunnel syndrome faster than I needed is not really what I'm looking for. I I've clicked on the final um, the final click here to finish that marquee for you too. So now what you see is we've got this all traced out. And the chairs are not a part of that marquee, so they're going to get cut out. But the one thing that I haven't done yet is fill in the middle here. Um, So what I want to do, I believe, is select invert so that the outside is selected. And now hold my shift key, and we'll just trace around really, really quickly on the inside here so that I can get rid of the chair in the middle there. Because you see how that's still showing through, like there's no marquee in the inside here. So let's get that we go so now select and uh, now you know what I can do is I can either cut and that's gonna pull everything out of the background that's fine so that's that's good now deselect and you see now what I've effectively done is I've achieved exactly what I set out to do which is to say how can we pull these people out of a scene when we don't mm-hmm. have a green screen and you see that really I mean we're talking and we're doing a show and we're you know I'm, I'm not able to do this at the same focusing. time I'm doing it at the same time it's really <laughs> easy I could be talking on the phone I could be Facebooking or whatever I mean and and it's not it's not hard stuff mm-hmm. um, and this again is the GNU image manipulation program it's gimp.org so now what I need to do is I need to be mindful of a couple things I've got this picture here and I'm, I'm going to save it, or I can actually copy the image URL, because GIMP has this nifty feature, File, Open Location, and Paste the URL. And it's going to actually download it directly into GIMP, so I don't need the interim step of saving it to my hard drive. So now the thing that I need to do here, Sasha, is I need to make sure that I match up the resolution right. of the images. The resolution is important, folks. The Isn't resolution. Right? We don't right. want the you to beginning be all of blurry. the end of the year. That's a main <laughs> word that you want. Resolution. All right, so we get that. Oh, all right, so I noticed funny. that the, the resolution <laughs> of the photo is 4368 by 2912. The resolution of the photo I took is 4928 by 3264. So my camera is a higher resolution than the one that was used 
to take this picture. So now when I paste it, they're going to be quite large in comparison with the photo. I so they're not giant. really. They're basically giants. Sasha, <laughs> how does it feel to be so tall all of a sudden? I feel so big. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did is I created a new layer from that. So now I can manipulate them in the photo. See, I've just simply pasted that on. So I've got the background layer here. I've got the one that I cut out here. Okay. So now I can use the resize tool right here, scale tool they call it, and I can just click on any, anywhere in that photo, turn on this chain link, and what that does is it avoids changing the proportions of the image. So if I don't turn that on, for example, and I go like that, see what happens? Nice. They become like that. Weight loss. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or they become, yeah, I can go the other way too. So it's important that we make sure that we turn on that chain link so that as I adjust the width, it in turn to scale adjusts the height so that everything stays perfect. So you'll see now I'm going to adjust them so that it looks like about the right size and then hit scale to be standing on that log, okay? Because that was our goal. So you see. Pretty big log. Yeah, that's a pretty big log. Oh. There you go. So maybe a little bit smaller, just to keep it to scale. So you're not as tall oh, as a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, kind of neat, eh? And and it, what we learn here is is the skills that it takes to do these kinds of things. It doesn't really matter what I'm creating. It's the skill to be able to do this kind of thing in a free piece of software. So now what we notice is there is a high sun. If you look at that log, you see that the sun is very, very high on that on that log, okay? You can see that? Agree with me mm -hmm. here, folks. Yeah, I agree. So, that see? is a high sun. Is. So there's <laughs> a shadow here. So <laughs> what's shadow. gonna happen is, is we're gonna be casting shadows. The, the two of you are gonna actually be casting shadows, um, kind of, you know, like, Colleen oh, is going to be right I about see. there, I would say. And Sasha, I'm going to hold in the shift key and cast a shadow, you know, right about there. Oh. Okay. I wasn't even thinking about that. So now I need to go layer, new layer, and this is just a transparent layer, and I'm going to feather my marquee. So I go select feather, and what that does is it gives it a soft edge so that whatever I do is going to be a little bit softer around the edge, not stark. Now I'm going to fill that with black, okay? So I'm just basically creating a dark area, and now place that underneath of your boots, okay? Right. So you see that that's something now that is about the right scale for your shadows. Right. Obviously not the right shade or anything like that, because now is where we say, okay, now let's change the layer mode, and we're probably going to use something like a maybe a multiply or... See what one works the best here. We just want to darken it up. Or I the saw. alternative. Did you see one that you really liked? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we can do with the alternative, if, if multiply or whatever doesn't work, I can actually change oh, the that. opacity. See that? Oh, that's so I can pretty drag good. Drag the opacity so that it looks like we're casting shadows without actually oh, that's being pretty good. stark. Stark darkness. That looks right? good. There we go. So now we've got the shadows. Really, really basic ones. Um, you can be a little bit more precise if you want. You can cast shadows into the water and add ripple effects. And I want to just use a, an eraser tool just to kind of touch up the edge here. And again, it's a feathered brush, 
so the edge is not going to be a hard edge. I can actually, now I've got the wrong layer there, I want to grab the shoe, the boot, and just very softly oh, wow. remove that white area so that we get a nice... Just buff my shoes That's a little. Yeah, beautiful. Not the best you. shoe choice. We should shine up your shoes. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so we can do stuff like that, and then we end up with a reasonably uh, accurate-looking image. Glad that we had some lights above your head because that really works with the lighting uh, in the picture. And then, of course, we can use the rotate tool just to fix the rotation just ever so slightly of their image. And bring down the opacity again of the shadow a little bit. There we go. And erase some of the edge here over by Colleen. Maybe up until her boot. There we go. And there you have it. So that's a pretty good representation of what, what we would be going for. Uh, and the, you know, the tools are all available for you in the GNU image manipulation program. Uh, I'm going to save that image. If their photo, now I mentioned that the lighting in our studio is actually pretty good for this because the light is a high sun and, and it's, you know, we have high studio lights. If there was something that made it so that the colors didn't seem to work right or something was off, then you can go um, colors on the layer with them and levels and adjust your levels accordingly so for example there's not a lot of shadows in that picture so I could bring those you know, I can change the shadowing the color so that it matches the background if you need to bring up the highlights you can grab the highlights here we've been over this on the show before and I can actually improve the colorization of the photo of them to more accurately suit the photo that we're placing them on top of so we might want to bring up the brightness a little bit, for example, just like that, and hit OK. And the difference there is between that and that, that and that. Difference. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, do we have time for just one real quick question? Perhaps? Oh, quite long You today. mentioned... Oh, okay. Well, yes. what's up? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, that was the one I was thinking of because you mentioned yes. that just at the top of the show. Um, so there's a question left unanswered um, Sasha had, had I guess tried to make uh, had tried had make an answer uh, on well the, done Sasha <laughs> I tried on episode 379 <laughs> and he wants to know um, from Alpac and it's um, is there an easy way to recall and see all available man pages? Man. Man pages. Man pages. <laughs> I had to Let's double just clarify. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ask a woman, she will recall all available man pages. So you <laughs> asked, sorry, decade. let me get this straight. You asked Sasha last week <laughs> if she knew how to get all the man pages. And she didn't come up with an accurate answer for you. Now I'm starting to see. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, what is a man page? Let's think of man pages as documentation. It's the Linux term for documentation. They could have named it after some kind of food, like everything else, but no, they called it man pages, short for manual. Okay, so if I'm in my terminal, and in my terminal I type, I don't know, man nautilus. Nautilus being 
the program that I use for file management. Uh, so then it gives me the manual for Nautilus. But what happens then if you can't remember the program that you installed or you can't, you, you don't know what manuals are available and installed on your system? What do you do? Well, it's actually, uh, you'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised how easy it is because you're still going to use the man command but if you do man dash dash help you'll see that there are several different options and one of those is dash k apropos is the long <laughs> form but dash k is the short form of course dash k. Uh, so we do we do man dash k and then what do we need to do now what is it doing it's doing a text search through all the manuals Okay, well, let's search for everything. What's that in here? And then we hit enter, and we get this spewed-out list of all the man pages that are available to us. So there you have it. That is every man page on my system. If I scroll up all the way, you notice that I'm only to X. And it, it well, it's only X. I can't get them all because my there's so many of them, I can't read the whole list. I can't scroll up that much. So... You can actually go man dash k uh, dot and then output so pipe to temp and mans and then we can go nano temp mans and now we've got the whole list in a file and this is the the man pages here there you have it thanks for sending in the question hope that that answered your questions and Sasha you didn't come up with that last week did you you know I was I was it was just the the dot there's slash k oh, that was the, the part that I, was, I kept k. dash k apropos apropos I kept Apro- thinking apropos Apro- what is it what is it every time Apro- I say apropos I feel like a snob why is that apropos <laughs> Apro- very apropos Robbie <laughs> I hope I you have found the show to be apropos does that even work <laughs> instead you yeah. say slash k. This, slash yeah, K. Slash K. Has Actually, this been dash K for you? Oh, dash. Sorry. That's why I can't program. <laughs> I have my slashes and dashes all uh-huh. mine up. <laughs> Alpac is in the um, chat room. He was okay. just saying that's exactly what he was looking for. Kablam! Yeah! Apropos. Win! Yeah! Did it. <laughs> we did it. At the very end, tail end of the show, with two minutes. How was that Thank suspense? You. Thanks for sending it in, everybody. And uh, thanks for uh, for being here with us tonight. Thank you to everybody who is here. Thanks to you in the audience. Hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> and I hope you at home enjoyed the show as well. Uh, so take care. We'll see you next week. Uh, and uh, Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. And we're seeing Kelsey next week. Are we? All right. Cool. Cool. Take care, everybody. Thanks uh, for being here, Erica and Sasha. Awesome. Good to see everybody. Happy New Year. (laughs) See ya. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. 